Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 21, the Bob Sanders episode of the Hoosier Picks podcast. Uh, Today is Friday, February 28th, and since it's a leap year, fellas, we've actually got one more day in February, so don't turn your calendars too quickly. I'm joined here today by the Common Cast. Reagan is calling in again. There's some bad weather out there, so we want to keep him safe, keep the podcast strong. But I am joined in studio with my, seems to be, roommate, Tommy. How are we doing, Tommy? Oh, you know, just enjoying the apartment life with Skylar, you know. Kind of moved myself in, got comfortable. I haven't given him an air mattress, though. I, I still let him sleep on the couch. Yeah, leather couch. Sometimes I'll wake up stuck to it, whatever. Regan, how's things down south? They're good, but I have a bone to pick with all of us. What's that? So, a couple episodes ago, we talked about our favorite childhood drinks. Uh-huh. And I would say my childhood would probably extend through the high school years. You know who we never brought up? Who, at least while we were in high school, always had the best drinks? The uh, concession stand at the baseball field? No, that was... How did we leave the pink lemonade off? Just just like oh we God. left... Uh, just like we left uh, Angels in the Outfield off on our movies. Wow. I can't... I can't believe I left off the um, Bob Bowman Memorial Stadium uh, pink lemonade. That yeah. was... Wow. That should have definitely been top five. But we had... There was one house we always went to that had the best selection of drinks. You know, who was I, I think I know who you're talking about. And if she's listening right now, she's going to be very excited. So I'll let you do this because this is um, impromptu. Oh, well, uh, Craig and Luscious Linda. You know, we were, Tommy and I actually had lunch did, the other day. They did have good drinks. Tommy and I, we had lunch the other day with Mr. and Mrs. Moore. And uh, that was something that they were, they were a little bit disappointed that, we were not um, highlighting their contribution to what should have been on that list. So, Craig think, and Linda, we're sorry. Didn't we literally get, even at, at Carpet Gallery, we got like drinks out of their fridge because oh. they had good drinks. Yeah. You ne- you never go thirsty when you're with the Moors. Two things. Well, like, you never run out of hot sauce. Hot sauce and good drinks. And good I carpet. Actually, and good I, carpet. I, I, good carpet over there at Carpet Gallery. I, I first came on to um, green tea at their house. Yes. They had yeah, they had the bottled Lipton green tea. Yeah, I think wow. I think Old Scratch had a deal with Pepsi and they just had a truck that delivered a whole bunch of drinks every day. Cuz they uh, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised by that. They sure came in clutch. Uh, but after that free plug for the Carpet Gallery and uh, there in local Seymour. Um, let guys Maybe let's Maybe they can sponsor our t-shirts. Ooh. I've actually got probably about 30 Carpet Gallery sponsored t-shirts, and they are the best t-shirts ever. I've still, I still have them to this day. So it's quality, anything you do with Carpet Gallery. All right. Let's go. <laughs> let's move forward. Let's uh, – <laughs> and cut the ad. Um, all right, fellas. So uh, You got to insert some music there. Some (laughs) 
This next segment highlights the recent news coming out of Bloomington and a little IU vs. Purdue preview. Some big news coming out of Evansville by way of Bloomington um, where Christian Lander, yep. five-star from Evansville writes, uh, or he committed to IU on an incredible Twitter post. Great video. Um, I don't know how much of the into the weed you guys get with recruiting. I personally don't get into it till they sign, till they're on campus. So you guys might be more the recruiting guys. So what do you guys got on Lander? Well, I had I had seen – I knew he was on class of 2021, um, which typically I don't pay as much attention to with as the class – the next class, which will be 2020. So – I had seen the name, but I hadn't like given like the other guys, the 2020 guys. I've watched like their highlight videos and stuff, but I hadn't watched much on him. Um, so, but I knew his name, so I kind of dug in, like what I saw. But you know, he is class of 2021, but he might be. He's heavily considering or uh, reclassifying. reclassifying to 2020. So he may be there next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that plays out, but it's huge. It's huge for Archie. It's huge for IU. Archie's second five star since Romeo. Yeah. So and he's keeping the state. Yeah. The guys in state. Reagan, what you got on the whole situation? Um, I think it's huge for Archie, and it, it, it's humorous to me because the same people that. Um, a week ago or a week and a half ago, we're calling basically for him to be fired, to hire John Beeline or this, that, or the other, um, are now the same people that are going nuts because we signed Christian Lander. And uh, I just want all the hypocrites out there to know that Tommy and I never left Archie's side and we never gave up the faith. And um, I also want to... Uh, maybe caution people not to get overly excited because um, I do think Christian Lander has a ton of upside, but I don't think he is a guy that comes in and has the impact that a Trace Jackson Davis does. I think Lander's very good. He's very skilled. He shoots it well. He's athletic. He handles the ball, but he is not big. He is not strong. He is not physically um, ready for the Big Ten. And that's something like Trace is physically way beyond an 18 or 19 year old, which has really helped him uh, adjust to the Big Ten. So if Lander reclassifies, I think he's going to have a tough time adjusting as quickly. He has played up a year of AAU, so he has been playing with this year's seniors. Him and Galloway and Leo actually played AAU together. So he, he loves those guys, and they're pretty tight. And I know they, the three of them have been talking. Um, um, a whole lot and that's one of the reasons he committed and that's one of the reasons people think he might reclassify but I don't want people to, to have the same expectations that they had for um, Trace or, or Romeo because uh, I, I don't think he's quite there and, and if he recommits and you're going to ask a 17 year old kid to come and compete with 22 year olds uh, he's going to have a rude awakening so I love it I think it's great uh, for IU I think it's huge for Archie I love that we're securing in-state recruits, but I don't uh, like freak out and say uh, anything crazy because I think he's going to have a, a difficult adjustment period, more so than maybe some other people. 
I, I agree, Reagan. I almost think it's like, uh, you know, it's like something like IU season's up and down, and it's like a positive that everybody's really excited about just because we haven't seemed to have a ton of positives, and it, it puts you back on, we got something to look forward to here. Uh, you know, Archie's making moves. People are down on him. I think there might be some overexcitement, but I, I think that's good because – we were kind of losing the excitement. I feel like with IU basketball, I mean, we've we've been kind of down on it and upset. So it was good to have like a win. Um, and speaking on, you talked about his size. I think he's like six two, one sixty five right now. And I mean, yeah, I've I've actually seen some places that have said he's only six foot. So and you never know because I mean everybody's listed at different heights. Kevin Durant. 6'11", and he was listed at 6'8", for most of his life, so. Yeah, so, and, I mean, 165, he needs to put on some weight, because, like, I'm 5'9", and I'm not, <laughs> I'm, like, skinny, and I'm, like, 170. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, uh, yeah, so, I think we're all on, on the same page there, Reagan. It's an exciting time for the Hoosiers, and I hope that um, when this podcast comes out, it'll be after the Purdue game. And I hope the IU fan base is still excited, but I don't like our odds going into Mackey. Well, you just touched on it. What do you think about the game? This is going to come out on Friday, so the game's over. Oh, man. Uh, For some reason, I don't care how bad Purdue is or how bad Purdue's playing or who just came into Purdue's house and beat the living tar out of them. They're going to be pumped up for the game. Um, The only thing I can hope is that I use a little more ready to go than they were the, the last time these two played because uh, IU played with no intensity, no enthusiasm last time. So I'm hopeful that they at least come out and compete. Um, asking them to win, you know, in Mackey is a, a tough task, but um, they they got to find a way to win two of their last four to secure a, secure a spot in the big dance. Yeah, I agree, and... I uh, I feel like, you know, if I were to say that I feel good going into this game, I'd be lying. Um, you want to be, like, confident that we can go in and, and beat a struggling Purdue. But it is at Mackey. Um, we, we saw the last game. But we, do, we are coming off maybe our first two, like, good games in a while. I feel like it's been a while since we've had consecutive – games where we've shown promise obviously in the last game we had a little bit of a um, rough patch in the middle but I was actually very excited about how they bounced back against Penn State because when they started to get down I thought we may lose we were up by about 15 and we may lose this by 15 now um, so I I hope I want to hope that it's it's going to continue into the game tomorrow um, which like Skyler said, we'll be over by now, but you know, it's 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 a situation where I will believe it when I see it. Just they, they just got to win two more. I don't care. They got two at home, and they got the Purdue one that they can win. And um, if they can get two of those, then I'll feel good about where they are. And, and speaking of that, in in a week, we'll be there. That's right. Right now, watching a game. A week from today. Yeah. yeah. Going to the Minnesota game at home, going to be a good time. 
Our second segment covers early news coming out of the Combine, which is happening right now in Indianapolis. Uh, and this mostly involves the Colts. Well, speaking of a good time, I hear the Combine's a pretty good time. Yeah, it's going on right now, right? Yep. Did uh, Did you get a chance to uh, listen to Frank Reich or Chris Ballard's pressers? No, like I said, I I have not done. Sports has not been on the top of my list this week with making a a career move. Career so. change. Uh, so, <laughs> in addition to your hectic week, um, the Colts have had a pretty hectic week as well. Uh, Jim Irsay got on the mic uh, on Sunday, I believe, and now that the Combine's in town, Chris and Frank both took the mic, and they answered very similar questions, probably from uh, similar uh, reporters, took quarterback questions, took receiver questions, um, talked about Jacoby, obviously, um, but there were a few things that came out of that um, that I noticed that they were talking about. They both mentioned quarterback traits um, that, that Chris Ballard looks for and then that um, Frank Reich looks for. So Chris Ballard has three traits that he's looking for. Accuracy, uh, the fit for the offense, and escapability. Okay? Accuracy, fit for the offense, escapability. Okay. Okay? I want you to remember that. Mental note. I might have to repeat it to you. Frank Reich, mental and physical toughness, quick vision, accurate, good feet, and then the intangibles. Is he a playmaker? Okay? So with that in mind for the quarterback position, the new wide receivers coach, do you know who he was the quarterback coach down in Louisville for? Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater. All right. All we're right. putting the pieces together, baby. So we're not breaking any news, but we might be breaking news. Teddy Bridgewater to the Colts is a very strong possibility. Well, that was like a couple episodes ago. We were talking about the Colts, and I, I, wanted, I was like – I would love for to get Teddy Bridgewater. That was like a three minute way to give you a compliment without really like that. Yeah, I, I haven't heard Teddy Bridgewater except from you. You were the first person that said Teddy Bridgewater, and then the next morning or the next couple of days, it was like, oh, Teddy Bridgewater's available. What about Indianapolis? I think they were listening. I think yeah, I think I got the pot stirring. Another uh, uh, when uh, Mike and or not Mike and. Frank, uh, when Frank and Chris were talking, they also mentioned Mike Gruel. Do you know he was also the wide receivers coach at Alabama? You know who his star wide receiver was for his years there? You said you mentioned him, or maybe you haven't. Maybe it was Evan that mentioned him coming to the Colts. Amari Cooper. Cooper? Yep. Amari Cooper. I might have mentioned him, but. I feel like you did, or, you know, again, just in passing conversation, but this new guy that we signed, it, he got fired from Philly after their wild card loss. He's the son of a head coach, but two players that we've mentioned on this podcast, Teddy Bridgewater and uh, Amari Cooper, are two guys that he's, he's, he's coached in his college day. So I thought that was pretty cool, pretty interesting to start connect the dots, see how these guys come together. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, has the, has the, um, the talks of Philip Rivers gone away at all? 
You know what's funny is every time Philip Rivers' name gets brought up, it, it causes a chain reaction because you bring up Tom Brady and then you bring up Derek Carr. Because um, I've also heard Derek Carr coming to the Colts as well. Ian Rappaport said that Philip Rivers is more likely going to be coming to the Colts than not. So, um, what are your thoughts on that? Philip Rivers in the in the Colts blue? I don't see Chris Ballard doing it. It just it doesn't seem like a movie to make. I think he likes younger guys more. I think he I I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is more likely for Ballard to get than um, Philip Rivers. The more I hear Ballard talk about the. Um, the locker room, the more I think he's willing to go get a big-name free agent, whether that is Teddy or Phillip Rivers. They wanted to set a culture in the locker room, good young talent, which they have, um, good leadership, which they have, good young leadership. Um, and he said, and and I, again, I, I read this in an article or, or heard him, but he was talking with local media, not just the national press, saying how, that he was willing to spend in free agency, make a big splash, and it could be a quarterback that they're going to get, one way or another. I, I mean, I, I think Teddy's the best fit. I, I hope it happens. I can't wait to see like breaking news: Teddy Bridgewater signs with the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, I hope that happens because I think that sets us up for success. I think he is going to be good. You think? Would you rather have Teddy Bridgewater for like what? What he would be here for? Five-year, six-year contract? Probably Is that what they go four, four minimum, With some maybe. player options. Would you rather have that or two years of Phillip Rivers and we get somebody in the draft? Definitely Teddy. Stay with Teddy? Yeah, no. I don't want Phillip Rivers. You don't want him at all? No. Okay. What if it's a team-friendly deal? I mean, if it if, if there's other... You, you're, what you're if saying Teddy's if, like... If there's dude, other Teddy, benefits? Teddy's going to bring in like... Teddy's going to ask for like $35 million. Colts have money to spend, man. Why not get a quarterback that's going to, you know, hopefully be a, a franchise quarterback for the next five years at least? Yeah. I, Isn't Rivers, doesn't Rivers want a bunch of money too? Probably too much. All the quarterbacks he, do. He probably, he probably wants too much for like his age and his skill set. But I mean, Teddy. He's Teddy got a lot was, of kids to take care <clears throat> of, man. Teddy was five and zero down in New Orleans this year, so I mean, he's yeah, he's gonna he's gonna bring a pretty hefty price tag. I, I mean, I, and Teddy looked Teddy looked good early in his career before he got injured. I mean, I mean, as a young quarterback, he was a solid quarterback. Yeah, I I guarantee you Minnesota would take him back in a heartbeat. I would think so. Another wide receiver um, or another player that has been supposedly tied to the Colts, and this Mike Gruel, the new wide receivers coach, also connected to him uh, was Nelson Aguilar. Okay. So I he's been kind of a disappointment. In yeah, my, in my opinion, I just, I saw that he's he's just a big name, and and that's that's something that I want to touch on was that Nelson Aguilar's name is bigger than his actual play is, so I, I feel like he had a whole bunch of drops and. Weren't they weren't like the fans of Philadelphia making fun of him? Um, there was that there was that video that went viral. There was like a fire, and this guy went in and saved a whole bunch of kids and like caught a kid in midair. And he's like, you know, I caught him. Unlike Aguilar, yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I, mean, I think he he he's got some drops. But 
Um, I thought it was pretty interesting with the combine being in town. Um, you know they're they're supposedly moving that after the next year's combine. Really, the contract is only good until twenty twenty one. Wow. And uh, there's a lot of talk that it's going to be similar to the draft, or they're going to look to move it permanently to L.A. Wow. I mean, I guess it it makes sense. The only, I mean, Indiana is the kind of the center of the country, so. And I think we're, I think, think Indy's great at hosting sports. Yeah, I mean, sport I think we got the facilities and the the uh, infrastructure for hosting major sporting events. But there's, I think, I think um, GMs and coaches like being able to come to Indy and not be like bombarded and overwhelmed and people driving them insane. Like, like people can go out to bars and yeah, you'll see coaches walking around. And, and you can't do that out in LA or Vegas or you know anywhere else they want to do this. Well, it's also it's also centralized. You don't have to go very far from your hotel to right. the the press conference area to the hotel lobby or the convention right. center to the stadium right it's easy to get around you know you, you that's that's why every time we host an event yeah it's did you see that speaking of that did you see somebody throwing shade at indianapolis for hosting the all-star game Mm-mm. it was like yahoo sports somebody at yahoo sports put out like some sh- shade to like indianapolis and people came back at him like pat mcafee came back at him hard like talking about how indianapolis was one of the best places to like host that we killed the super bowl like yahoo's still around that's what everybody was saying uh, oh <laughs> that's go, what go figure that was a yeah. lot of the comments like who is yahoo are they yeah. still relevant isn't that a, isn't that like a drink wasn't that on one of our favorite drinks yeah, yeah. hey reagan um real quick they're showing the kobe bryant uh his wife in the memorial and michael jordan did you get a chance to watch that oh yeah that was great, wasn't uh, it? it? It was awesome. Um, the amount of people that showed up, the amount of basketball players, the amount of celebrities, the amount of people in different uh, walks of life, just that goes a really long way. And, and um, saying, you know, Kobe's impact. I mean, you had WNBA players, you had women's college, a women's college player giving a speech you had uh, comedians there and, and giving speeches you had Shaq who was you know people said that they didn't get along at all you, you had Michael get up there and talk about him being his little brother I mean you know, that, I thought that was an unbelievable service I thought um, all the speeches that I heard I didn't listen to all of them but the ones I heard were incredible um, if you can listen to his wife's um, and, you know, not get choked up when something's wrong with you. I mean, she did an unbelievable job. Her hair was driving me insane, but uh, she did an unbelievable job. And uh, kudos to her for that. And Mike's speech was, was incredible. Um, but, yeah, they if there was a right way to, to send off Kobe, that was it. All right. Our next two segments are going to be sponsored by Hotel Tango. The first segment, uh, one you're all familiar with, is, and we actually have two today, is our bourbon beats of the week. Me and Skylar will be drinking on some Hotel Tango bourbon. And our second one, a newly named segment, is going to be Fresh Packs.
last week. So I did a, I did like a teaser parlay, and I needed Colorado to win at home by four and a half. And all these people I've been reading and watching and are saying, you know, Colorado is actually for real. Like, they're a really good Pac-12 team. And they weren't playing a great team, so I thought, well, shoot, if they can't, if they can't, you know, win by four and a half, then they're, they're really not up for all the hype. And so they were actually struggling. They were down early. Um, but they, they came back. They were up like 12 with a few minutes to go. And, and the lead just kept evaporating. And next thing you know, the lead was down to three. Um, and, and they were on defense with like 30 seconds left. So they end up getting a stop um, and, and get fouled. They go to the free throw line. Their best player, best free throw shooters at the free throw line. And he makes them both. I cover. Uh, makes the front front end of the one one Misses the second. They go down. Time expires. Um, they win by four, and I missed that on my parlay by a half point. And then last night I had actually uh, Michigan State opened at seven and a half. I ended up getting that eight and a half. Um, they were kind of the opposite. They were down the whole game, and they didn't take the lead until late. And they, they got up by double digits late, and then it kind of, you know, bounced around. They gave up some, some easy buckets. Um, but anyways, they got they got they were up seven. They get fouled. Cassius Winston, reigning Big Ten Player of the Year, um, gets fouled, makes the first, and then clanks the second. And again, I lost by a half point. So I, I lost two games on missed free throws by the best player that shoots the highest free throw percentage on the team. I'll dr- I'll drink to that. What do you think uh, Archie Miller would have done to his assistant coach after a missed free throw? Hopefully slap the clipboard. I saw Dockage go on a Twitter rant, or not really a Twitter rant, but I saw Dockage go on a uh, back and forth with a guy saying how it was being blown out of proportion. and For me, it was that particular. And, and Reagan, those were bad beats. And Sorry, we're actually having a drink right now on you. Um, yep, we're drinking. Yep. We're drinking some Hotel Tango bourbon. Yeah, but I, I, I thought that move by Archie was a little disrespectful to a head, or to an assistant coach. But that's just me. I'm about to open a pack of cards because they've been sitting right in front of me for like 30 minutes, and I can't hold off any longer. Why don't you go ahead? I'm and... actually, I'm actually okay with the Archie smack uh, the clipboard because one, what, what in the world has Tom Ostrom done for this team? <laughs> And second of all, I love showing some fire and intensity because, you know, this team has lacked fire and intensity at many times this year. So uh, I don't care where the intensity comes from. I'm, I'm okay seeing that. Unless it caused harm to Ostrom's hand, then I don't. It's unacceptable. <laughs> no, physical, no physical violence against assistant coaches, just on the, uh, the clipboard. Tommy's over here um, opening a set of cards. And, yeah, right, uh, so right off the bat, my first card's John Stockton. What Are, what, are, are these all basketball? Yeah, they're all basketball. You don't have multiple sports in one pack of cards. I meant like, are all these packs basketball? Oh, yeah, all the packs are. Yeah, so I got a John not, not Stockton, such a, stupid question. a Tim Hardaway, 
Let's see here. I have this like holographic who David Robinson. Look at this Bucks logo. Oh man. Here's Danny Ainge. I have a Danny Ainge too. LaSalle Thompson played for the Pacers apparently. Reagan, we're just gonna sit here and go through these cards while we keep you on the line. Okay, I'm sitting here looking at old movies that I have and I'm Looking at remember the Titans and Angels in the outfield on VHS. Wow. Do you have a v, still have a VHS player? Uh, there's some. There's one around here. I don't know where it is though. I got another John Stockton. Is it the same one? No. It is not. No, we had a. Uh, What's this we, holographic we, one? Yeah, David Robinson. We had an upper deck. Pack from '91 and '92, and then this doesn't feel like a Scott Skybox actually opened a Skybox pack of '91 '92s. I pulled I pulled some better cards probably. He got some good ones, but John Stockton, Tim Hardaway, and David Robinson holographic. I mean, oh, Skyler's going straight for another pack. Yeah. Should I open the NBA hoops or? The Fleers. I feel like Fleers got to have something good in there. This is like the old fashioned wrapping, like just yeah. folded. It folded like a uh, Christmas present. You having fun, Reagan? Yeah, I'm a blast. Good. Just looking at more. Honestly, I'm just looking at more. Look at Kurt Rambis. <laughs> That's Irvin Johnson. Irvin Magic Johnson. Kevin Johnson. I got a Kevin Johnson. You got your dad. Shout out, dad. Vinny Johnson. I got every Johnson that played. Is Johnson and Johnson in there? Hersey Hawkins. Detlef Shrimp Pacers. <laughs> Great card. Robert. I, I Robert love that jersey. Parrish. Yeah, the, that, that jersey is, is awesome. Dominique Wilkins. Dominique. Man, I got some good cards. Yeah, you've been pulling some good ones. Should we save this last pack for Reagan? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We got a pack for you, Reagan. You guys are the best. Little bit of a uh, shorter episode, unless you guys have anything. I thought we were going to go. What, Reagan, were you going to talk about college basketball a little bit more? Oh, yeah. I didn't write that down. For our final segment today, we will be going through and updating conference standings and how uh, we see them playing out down the stretch. Uh, what do you guys want to know? You want to know uh, conference races or what? Yeah, just kind of, kind of give us. Yeah, I like conference races. So you're talking uh, who's going to win each conference? Yeah, I can give you. Um, I go through maybe four of them before the matter. I had an interesting question, and you may not know off the top of your head, but I wanted to know if you would change any of your buy and sell. Um. Well, I had Kentucky neutral. I I, I would probably lean buy them. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, I feel the same way. I'm pretty upset with Louisville. So. I still think Louisville has all the pieces that it takes 
but golly, that second half against Florida State was one of the worst performances of basketball after a really good half I've ever seen. I mean, that was an absolutely putrid second half. So I'm not sure I would. Um, I'm not sure I'd still buy Louisville, um, but everyone else I'd stick with. Creighton's probably going to make me second guess it because Creighton's had an unbelievable year, and if they they have one one player that's still hurt, and if he comes back before the tournament, they're actually scary. Um, I still I love Kansas. What What about Duke? Haven't they? I, the thing about Duke, they've been terrible on the road, but I don't think, um, you know, they don't have to go play a road game, per se, in the tournament. You know, everything's on a neutral court, and we know how the committee works. Everything will be close to Duke. They love to put Duke close to home. So, they'll be, they'll still be all right. Their performance was bad, but. You have that when you when you have a couple young guys. They still got you know veteran guards, so I think they're all right. I'm probably not as hardcore about them as I was, but I still think they're a top five team in the country right now. I'll tell you, um, the ACC race. Well, the ACC race and the Big Twelve race are really interesting. Um, the ACC, Florida State, uh, with their win against Louisville, is now in first place and kind of controls their own destiny. And they're, uh, they're a half game ahead of uh, Florida State and Duke. So that's going to be an interesting watch. I, Florida State doesn't have any um, just unbelievable wins. Like, they lost their, their one game at Duke. Um, you know, they haven't won any other impressive – or they beat – they won at Louisville, which was a good win. But other than that – they don't have anything that kind of sticks out saying that they're good. I think Florida State's still overrated. Um, but they, they control their own destiny. They've got a pretty easy schedule down the stretch. So um, they go at Clemson, at Notre Dame, and host Boston College. So um, it's going to take a, a big-time effort to knock Florida State off of the ACC standings. Um, the Big 12 race is really interesting. Baylor and um, Kansas, since Kansas beat Baylor, which was a really fun game to watch, uh, they're now tied for first in the conference. Both teams have to play Texas Tech, and uh, Baylor also has to play at West Virginia. So there's a couple um, big-time games coming up in the Big 12, but Baylor and Kansas are both 14-1 and in conference, um, and that's going to be competitive. Uh, Seton Hall, they've actually got a fairly tough schedule. Um, Seton Hall is first in the Big East by a game over Creighton and a game and a half over Villanova, who by the time you're listening to this, Villanova will have beat St. John, so there'll be a game back. Um, there's a, The last regular season game in the Big East is like, I think it's Seton Hall at Creighton. Um, and that, that game could very easily be for, that'll be who wins the conference. So uh, we could have a, couple fun Saturdays of basketball left. Uh, SEC, Kentucky's in prime position. They're two games ahead of everybody. So it's theirs to lose. Big Ten, same thing. Maryland. Uh, Maryland plays Michigan State. Who Michigan State snuck back up to second in the Big Ten. Um, but Michigan State goes to Maryland here coming up. and uh, That'll be a big one to finish that off. But Maryland's in the driver's seat. 
And I will put a little asterisk next to the Big Ten. I do think it's been the best conference from top to bottom this year um, because the top 12 teams are are all very, very difficult to beat when they're at their home court. Um, But I do not know how Wisconsin is 10 and 6. They are one of the worst, uh, least talented teams I've ever seen in the Big Ten, and they're 10 and 6, which just blows my mind. Um, So, yeah, there's not really uh, much excitement left in the Big Ten, but um, conference tournament time rolls around, and and it's fair game, and and, um, I think we're in for a really exciting march because conference tournaments are going to be super competitive, uh, and that's going to roll right into uh, right into March Madness. So, uh, if you want to like a, a mid-major conference to watch, the MAC is really tight at the top. Bowling Green beat Akron last night. Obviously, I have vested interest in and in cheering on Akron, but Bowling Green beat Akron last night to take over first place. So they each have one game left. Um, and the winner of if Bowling Green wins, they'll be the one seed uh, in the conference tournament. And if Akron wins their last game, I think they'll be the one seed. So the Mac, there's some action going on. Um, some exciting games there. Don't sleep on the Mac. Tight race down the stretch. Um, well, that was good. So, um, anything else you guys want to add? It's a little bit of a shorter episode. Uh, not too much going on. Again. Do we, do we need to get some uh, baseball futures for next week? You know, I've got somebody that I'd like to bring in on that. Uh, but that is something that we can definitely um, – we can definitely – you know, explore. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I'll talk to, uh, we'll have to have a baseball future segment. I'll talk to my guy and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have him give me some picks. He's, he's in the middle of moving, so he's not going to have the free time to, to dedicate to us, but, um, we're not important enough to him. No worries. But I'll get him to send me some picks. All right. Well, sounds good. There's a little bit of a preview for some episodes to come. Uh, make sure you guys, all you listeners, are uh, following us and sharing uh, the episodes. Anything that we post, we appreciate it. Um, guys, anything signing off? Just have a wonderful uh, weekend because this will be on Friday and. Hopefully we're celebrating an IU victory over Purdue. I forgot. It's a great day to be great. I forgot to mention our social media handles at Hoosier Picks on both IG and Twitter, and then we're also on Facebook too. So I had to mention that. Um, yep. Happy Friday, and um, thanks for listening. Later.